Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 29 Commandment of Ritual Prayer Many people wrongly believe that ritual daily prayer, salah, was commanded during Muhammad's ascent to heaven, miraj, that is, ten or eleven years after the first revelation. This is wrong. What was prescribed during the miraj was the five timings of the prayer, that is, obligatory prayer, to be undertaken five times a day in precise intervals, at dawn, at noon, in the afternoon, at sunset, and at night, Fajr, Zuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, respectively. The ritual prayer was commanded to the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Mecca, soon after the first revelation. The relevant surahs and other Islamic literature read that once the revelation started coming down a regular basis, Angel Gabriel came to the Prophet, took him outside Mecca, and showed him how to perform ablution and prayer. Two prayers were commanded then, one before the sunrise, the other at the end of the day, each comprising two cycles of bowings and prostrations. Rekat. The ordering of ritual prayer at the very beginning of Muhammad's prophethood is an indication of the importance of prayer in Islam. The mission that the Almighty Creator tasked with was extremely difficult and demanding and necessitated a continuous connection between the Prophet and Allah. This is an important message to the whole mankind. Life difficulties should be alleviated by strengthening one's connection to the Almighty Creator. And the best way for it is to perform prayers with humility. For his whole life, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to perform ritual prayer whenever something troubled him. That is an excellent message to all Muslims when you go through difficult moments in life. Perform your prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala verily said, You who believe, seek help through steadfastness and prayer. Chapter 2 Verse 153 Though this is hard indeed for anyone but the humble who know that they will meet their Lord and that it is to him they will return. Chapter 2 Verses from 45 to 46 The ordering of prayer at the onset of the revelation also indicates that prayer is the cornerstone of Islam. Through prayer one continually sharpens awareness of Allah and manifests one's personal gratitude and absolute dependence on Him. That is why the Prophet, peace be upon him, uttered many a hadith on the importance of prayer in a believer's life. In one of them, he said that the first thing each person would be judged for in the afterlife would be their prayers. So, if the prayers were satisfactory, so would be their other deeds. But if the prayers were not satisfactory, 
The other deeds would not be satisfactory either. The moral of this hadith is that great attention should be attached to ritual prayers, that they should be performed properly and in time, and that they should leave a mark in one's life. According to the Quran, the role of prayer is to save one and censured deeds. وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون Prophet, recite what has been revealed to you of the scripture Keep up the prayer Prayer restrains outrageous and unacceptable behavior Remembering God is greater God knows everything you are doing. Chapter 29, verse 45 Several Lessons We may draw many lessons from this period of the Prophet's life to name but a few. To call people to the path of righteousness is not an easy task. It requires a great commitment and vigil presence in addition to sincerity, gentleness, thoughtfulness, persistence, wisdom, and forgiving the worldly pleasures. At the very beginning of the revelation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the surah wrapped in his cloak. You wrapped in your cloak, arise and give warning. Proclaim the greatness of your Lord. Cleanse yourself. Keep away from all filth. Do not be overwhelmed and weaken. Be steadfast in your Lord's cause. Chapter 74, verse from 1 to 7. These words marked the beginning of a new era in the Prophet's life. It was as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thus explained, The one who lives for himself only lives a carefree life. But you, Muhammad, or missionary, who are to carry a heavy burden on your shoulders, you have no time to sleep. The time of resting in a warm bed and living a peaceful and comfortable life is history. Arise for the grand task awaiting you and the mission assigned to you. From this day, a ceaseless vigil, a long and difficult struggle and dedication in the way of God. Arise and prepare yourself for all that. These are the words that all Muslims should be aware of, in a particular those who represent Islam and Muslims officially, or interpret the religion and call others to embrace it. Officials who chair and run Islamic institutions, Muslim religious teachers and scholars, they all are actually missionaries of Islam. Therefore, they have an even greater responsibility before the sublime Allah. If they are not aware of these words that the sublime Creator 
sent down to his favorite and chosen one at the very beginning of the revelation, and if the interests of Islam and Muslims do not always come before their personal interests, then there is a great risk of vast damage for Islam and Muslims. Not only that they, as individuals, will face troublesome judgment in the future world, but the Muslims as a whole will be lagging behind other nations and cultures in this world as well. Because of that, missionaries must have always be aware of these words and demonstrate their faith, Islam, not just verbally, but practically as well, since personal example is the best and most convincing way of calling to Islam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to choose his servant to call to the path of righteousness and reformation, he instills in his heart contempt for the delusions and perversions that his environment is steeped in. It means that a missionary of Islam should first honestly answer to himself whether he really despises such delusions and perversions. If he is honest when he says he does, then he should inevitably refrain from vice and ill-doing. Otherwise, he cannot appeal to others to refrain from them. A missionary should first put in order the situation in his own home and appeal to his household members, primarily his wife and children, to be true Muslims and abide by Islam and Islamic standards and principles in life. We have seen that the Prophet, peace be upon him, first called members of his household to Islam. Only in that way can a missionary have the moral credibility to call other people into faith. In the opposite case, if a missionary's closest family members do not follow what he preaches, he will not receive strong following elsewhere either. If a call for a reformation is unusual for the beliefs and spiritual views of a people, the reformation advocate should not advertise his ideas publicly until they are accepted as true by one group of people who would be ready to sacrifice themselves for that cause and who would continue the mission should be later suffer mistreatment and thus ensure the mission's survival. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had called people into the faith and secretly preached to the first Muslims in the house of Al-Arqam until Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu converted to Islam.